We would like to acknowledge the Ghana people and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge their spiritual connection to the land on which this podcast is recorded. As part of the oldest living culture in the world, we draw inspiration from their deep knowledge of traditional foods, medicine and remedies. From the Central Adelaide Local Health Network, this is Research Pulse, where we discuss the latest world-class health research from Carlin and how it's contributing to world-class care. People can end up being treated in hospital for everything from a broken leg right through to dialysis. 25% of patients also have diabetes, which adds an extra layer of complexity for both clinicians and patients. How, though, has this been factored into their journey through the hospital system to ensure the best possible health outcomes? It's an issue that research nurse at the Royal Adelaide Hospital, Dr Rebecca Munt, has taken a deep dive into, and she joins us in the Research Pulse studio to discuss her findings. Rebecca, thanks for your time. Oh, thank you for having me, Drew. Rebecca, part of your role at Carlin is focusing on nursing research, but what does that really involve and why is nursing research so important? Oh, look, it's a great question and I won't talk for hours on it, which I possibly could. But I think for nursing, we are a profession that is looking at the evidence that we use to inform our practice and the care that we provide to our patients, but also how we can better provide more efficient and effective care. So while there's lots of different types of research available that we can use as evidence, we also need to consider what specific evidence evidence do we need to inform our practice in nursing and continue to improve the knowledge that we have and the skills that we have by underpinning our practice with the evidence that is available to us. You said some key terms in there. More efficient care was one that I really latched on to and we want to focus on your diabetes research. What was the problem that triggered this research? What I recognised when I was doing my PhD is that there's an issue in a number of areas around inpatient diabetes care and how we keep patients safe and well who have diabetes while they're in hospital. So in the UK, they've been looking at inpatient diabetes care for a while using a survey and some staff up in Queensland, some endocrinologists, they looked at implementing the Nadia study in Queensland, which they undertook. And then I thought, well, this is an ideal opportunity to link in with them and set up this study in South Australia so that we can have a really good understanding of what is going on for inpatient care in diabetes in South Australia and identifying the areas that we can improve on to make care firstly more safe for the patient while they're in hospital but also to reduce the length of stay that they may experience or you know any kind of hospital acquired complications that they may pick up because we haven't perhaps managed their diabetes as well as what we could of while they're in hospital. So you mentioned the UK survey and also the Queensland one. Now you undertook one and it was the South Australian inpatient diabetes survey? Yes, that's correct. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What was unique or novel about it? 
Yeah, absolutely. So this was the first time in South Australia that we'd done a survey across the state to look specifically at inpatient diabetes care. We looked at three separate areas. We did an audit of the care that patients were receiving while in hospital. We also looked at the patient's experience of being a patient in hospital with diabetes. And we also looked at the workforce of diabetes inpatient staff who are available, different types of health professionals, medical, allied health and nursing, who are available to support inpatients with diabetes while they're in hospital. So it was a very broad study that looked at three specific areas so we could get a good understanding of what workforce we have, what are the issues that patients experience when they come to hospital with diabetes and what specific areas we could improve on around managing diabetes while patients are in hospital. Well, Rebecca, the survey is the starting point. So what were your most important findings? So when we looked at the bedside audit, which was looking at specifically the inpatient care, we surveyed 550 patients across South Australia. And what we were looking for were things around medication management. We were looking for whether patients had been referred appropriately to an expert diabetes health professional. We were looking at hypoglycemia and hyperglycemia. So some of the main findings we found was that 24.4% of all patients that were surveyed during the data collection period had diabetes in hospital. So we're looking at, you know, one in four patients having diabetes while they're an inpatient as a pre-existing diagnosis. We found medication errors were a particular concern for us. We found issues around prescribing of the medications for people with diabetes. We also found that patients' blood glucose levels were out of a target range and their medications weren't being adjusted specifically to correct the hyper or hypoglycemia. We also found that there was a high rate of insulin errors. So insulin is a high risk medication. So that is a a particular area that we need to all sort of look at now going forward is how we reduce the errors made um, with insulin administration within the hospital system for patients with diabetes. Well, Rebecca, that's quite a list of findings and you said the insulin management is one of the key things to focus on moving forward. What other impacts do you hope to see from this work? I think ultimately what we would like to see is that we have less harm caused to patients through medication errors, but that we also have patients referred to the correct person that can help them make sure that their diabetes is managed well while they're in hospital so we're not impacting on any other areas of their recovery or their treatment. We also want to consider how we can improve the workforce so that there is sufficient numbers of staff available to help support patients in hospital with diabetes, but also to look at the education that we're providing to the general health professionals on the ward so that they're more able to recognise perhaps these blood glucose levels are out of target range. Perhaps we need to get someone with some diabetes expertise to look at the medications this person is prescribed so that we can make some alterations so that we can ultimately improve the outcomes for the patients with diabetes in hospital. Rebecca, you're very research focused in your work. Your PhD has been around this area. Yes. Is there another step in this research? 
So there's lots of areas that we could look at research-wise pushing this forward uh, from the findings that we had, but also we recognised and I've recognised from my PhD that we've looked a lot at maybe patients who have type 1 diabetes and their experience in hospital. We haven't necessarily focused on the experiences of people with type 2 diabetes in hospital in any great level of detail and we did find that about 95% of the participants in our research we've just done had type 2 diabetes diabetes in hospital, so it's a large proportion. We also have just established a national committee with the Australian Diabetes Society, and that will be looking specifically at in-hospital diabetes management. There's some key areas that we hope to make some improvements in. One of those is to roll out the inpatient diabetes survey as a national survey, so we get a good understanding of what's going on across Australia, but also to develop some clinical practice guidelines based on the evidence that we have to improve practice across Australia and help support health professionals by having those clinical guidelines in place so that we can improve diabetes management across Australia. Rebecca, really important work that you're doing. All the best for taking this to a national level. But for now, Dr. Rebecca Munt, thank you so much for joining us for this Research Pulse podcast. Thank you so much, Drew, for having me today. Thank you for listening to Research Pulse. For more episodes in this series, find us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please leave a comment or rating and share this series with your colleagues and friends. If you'd like to contact us, you can find an email address in this episode description. This podcast was developed by the Central Adelaide Local Health Network.